0: Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is February 8th. And our reading comes from Matthew chapter 25. Now remember, Jesus has been teaching about the end times, the coming of the Lord. He talked about being ready. And now he's going to give us a way really to examine our own hearts. Watch this, beginning in verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit upon His glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered in His presence. And He will separate the people as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. He will place the sheep at His right hand and the goats at His left. So one day Jesus will rule and reign. There'll be a new heaven and new earth. In other words, heaven and earth will once again be one in the same place. Jesus will rule and reign there. And there'll be a day of judgment, a moment where Jesus separates sheep followers from goats, those who chose to live in independence, to live for themselves. Well, how do we know if we're a sheep or a goat? Well, Jesus begins to describe one characteristic of sheep, and the characteristic is they're generous, they're compassionate, they care about the poor and the hurting, the suffering they see in people around them. Watch this, verse 34, then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, And you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Well, then the righteous will say, Lord, When did we ever see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality? We never remember seeing you naked. When did we give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison or visit you? Watch what Jesus says. The king will say, I tell you the truth, whatever you did to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing to me. Well, then the king will turn to those on his left, the goats, and say, Away from me, cursed one, into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, you didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, you didn't give me any clothing. I was sick and in prison, you didn't visit me. Well, then they'll reply, Lord, when do we ever see you hungry or thirsty, a stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and not help you, he'll tell them, I tell you the truth, when you refuse to help the least of these my brothers and sisters, you're refusing to help me. And they'll go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. I think one of the big ideas, the takeaways from this parable is that generosity is a sign of the kingdom. Generosity is a sign of the presence of God. Generosity is a sign of a changed heart. Remember, Christianity is not just religion. So Christianity is not our effort trying to be good in order to convince God he ought to like us and let us go to heaven one day. Christianity is entering into a relationship with God. So when I put my faith and trust in Jesus... I'm forgiven, and the Spirit of God comes to live inside of me. And because the Spirit of God is living in me, He's working to renovate my house. Remember, Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. Philippians one six says, He who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So when the Spirit of God comes to live inside of us, As we're learning to live in His presence, as we're learning to be with Him, we are becoming like Him. We're growing in our generosity. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that He gave. Man, the... God is a generous God. And in the same way, as we spend time with him, as we're becoming like Jesus, we are growing in our generosity. And so Jesus says, one day I'll be able to separate those who are going into heaven and those who are going into hell just based upon how they respond to the poor and the suffering of people around them. So do we have compassion? And remember, the key here is not to try to act compassionately. The key is to say, God, do a new work in my heart. God, give me empathy. Often I will pray, God, help me today, especially when I'm preaching. God, help me to feel what you feel, to see what you see, so that today I can communicate your heart for these people and to really care about those who are hurting those who are lost, those who are broken, those who are are trying to find Jesus and grow in their faith and discover purpose and who need healing, all of these different issues. God, I want to feel that and to care and then to do what I can to make a difference. And Jesus says, well, that's evidence that you're in the kingdom, that you're born again, that my spirit is in you and working to produce my life and heart and character in you. Isn't that good? And then in chapter 26, beginning in verse six, we have a this story. Jesus is in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. And while he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. So she is living very generously, extravagantly. Why? Because she's in love with Jesus. Listen, As we fall in love with Jesus, we want to be generous. We want to bless him. We want to sow into his kingdom. And this woman's doing that. Well, the disciples are mad, verse 8. They said, what a waste. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. I think this is important to just recognize. So first, Jesus talks about our generosity towards the poor And those who are most vulnerable, those that really need our help. But then he talks about the value of living generously in our worship, sowing into the kingdom. And that's what this woman's doing. She's not given to help anybody. She's given to bless Jesus. And sometimes our generosity is just an expression of our love for and to Jesus, just to bless his name. So the disciples are mad about it. Well, verse 10, Jesus understands what they're fussing about. And, she, and he says this, why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing? You'll always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. so another words, I'm the highest value right now. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. And I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Just imagine that. You know, at the end of the day, I think most of us, when, when we die, you know, 10 years later, people aren't going to be talking about us much. But this woman, her heart is so full of love and generosity to Jesus that her act of love, her act of worship, her act of service is still being talked about 2,000 years later. Imagine that. So generosity is a sign, it's evidence of God's work in our heart. And generosity is a powerful act of worship and a powerful witness in our world. So listen, let's ask God to help us be more generous. Not to invest it all here. I love what Jesus said, don't store up your treasure here. we and rust and Destroy where thieves can break up and steal. Instead, store up your treasure in heaven. Listen, it doesn't. it's not that God doesn't want us to have anything, but we want to be careful that we're living with some margin, we're living within our means, and we always are setting enough aside that we can live generously to be a blessing to the poor and to sow into the kingdom of God so that the name of Jesus is known, is famous here in our city, and around the world. Let's pray into that. Father, thank you so much for your generosity to us. You redeemed us, not with gold and silver, but the precious blood of your Son, Jesus. You loved us so much that you gave. And Lord, in the same way, we want to grow in our generosity, we want to grow in our willingness and in our ability to sow into the lives of people who are hurting and poor and vulnerable around us, and to sow to give generosity into the kingdom, to building the church, and taking the gospel message to our city and around the world, so that all might know Jesus and be transformed by your spirit from the inside out. The truth is that happens through our generosity. So God, help us to live generous. Help us to live for that eternal reward. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.